हेलो फ्रेंड्स आई एम प्रदीप आचार्य नाउ आई विल डिस्क्राइब द चैप्टर थ्री फ्रॉम द बुक एंटेल केमिस्ट्री रिटन बाय जीडी क्रिश्चियन चैप्टर थ्री कंटेंस साइंटिस्ट्स एंड डेटा हैंडलिंग इन एंटेल केमिस्ट्री दिस चैप्टर विल अंडरस्टैंड द व्हाट आर सम ऑफ द की थिंग्स which are used in enter chemistry including accuracy and precision type of errors in measurements significant figures in measurements and calculations absolute and relative uncertainty standard deviation propagation of errors control charts statistics that means constant limits t test f test rejection of a result list squares plot and coefficient of determination direction limits statistics of sampling power analysis how to use spreadsheets using spreadsheets for plotting calibration curve although data handling normally follows the collection of analytical data it is treated early in this textbook because a knowledge of statistical analysis will be required as you perform experience in the laboratory Also statistical analysis is necessary to understand the significance of the data that are collected and the sets limits on each step of the analysis experimental design including required sample size measurement accuracy and number of analysis needed it relies on a proper understanding of what the data represents the availability of spreadsheets to process data has made statistical and other calibration very efficient you will first be presented with the details of various calculation throughout this text which are necessary for full understanding of the principle A variety of pertinent spreadsheets calculations will also be introduced at the end of the chapter to illustrate how to take advantage of this software for routine calculations. Now the heading is accuracy and precision. There is a difference Accuracy is a degree of agreement between the measured value and the true value. An absolute true value is seldom known. A more realistic definition of accuracy then would assume it to be the agreement between a measured value and the accepted true value. We can by good analytical techniques such as making 
comparisons against a known standard sample of similar composition arrive at a reasonable assumption about the accuracy of a method within the limitations of the knowledge of the known sample and of the measurement the accuracy to which we know the value of the standard sample is ultimately dependent on some measurement that will have a given limit of certainty in it precision is defined as the degree of agreement between replicate measurements of the same quantity that is it is the repeatability of a result the precision may be expressed as the standard deviation the coefficient of variation range of the data or as a confidence interval that means 95% as per example about the mean value good precision does not assure good accuracy this would be the case for example if there are a systematic error in the analysis the volume of a pipette used to dilute each of the sample may be in error this error does not affect the precision but it does affect the accuracy on the other hand the precision can be relatively poor and the accuracy may be good but this is very rare since all real analysis are unknown the higher the degree of precision the greater the chance of obtaining the true value it is fruitless to hope that a value is accurate despite the precision being poor and the analytical chemist strives for repeatable results to assure the highest possible accuracy now the heading is determinate errors two main class of errors can affect the accuracy or precision of a measure quantity determinate errors are those that as the name implies are determinable and that presumably can be either avoided or corrected they may be constant as in the case of an uncalibrated pipette that is used in all volume deliveries or they may be variable but of such a nature that they can be accounted for and corrected such as a bullet whose volume readings are in error by different amounts in different volumes the error can be proportional to sample size or may change in a more complex manner more often than not the variation is unidirectional as in the case of solubility loss of a precipitate 
due to its solubility which is negative error it can however be random in sign that is a positive or negative error such an example is the change in solution volume and correction occurring with changes in temperature this can be corrected for by measuring the solution temperature such measurable determinate errors are classed as systematic errors now i'll discuss about some common determinate errors number 1 instrumental errors these include faulty equipment such as uncalibrated glass wires number 2 operative errors these include personal errors and can be reduced by experience and care of the analyst in the physical manipulations involved operative errors can be minimized by having a checklist of operation operations in which these errors may occur include transfer of solutions effervescence and bumping during sample dissolution incomplete drying of samples and so on these are difficult to correct for other personal errors include mathematical errors in calculations and prejudice in estimating measurements number 3 errors of the method these are the most serious errors of an analysis most of the plus 2 errors i described it can be minimized or corrected for but errors that are inherent in the methods cannot be changed unless the conditions of the determination are altered some sources of methodical errors include co-precipitation of impurities slight solubility of a precipitate side reactions incomplete reactions and impurities in reagents sometimes correction can be relatively simple for example by running a reagent blank blank determination is an analysis to the added reagent only it is standard practice to run such blanks and to subtract the results from those for the sample but a good blank analysis alone cannot guarantee correct measurements if the methods for example response to an analyte present in the sample other than the intended analyte the method must be altered thus when errors become intolerable another approach to the analysis must be made sometimes however we are forced to accept a given method in the absence of a better one determinate errors may be additive 
or multiplicative depending on the nature of the error or how it enters into the calculation in order to detect systematic errors in an analysis it is common practice to add a known amount of standard to a sample that means a spike and measure its recovery and this is generally used for the validation of a method which i already discussed in the chapter number 1 and note that good spike recovery cannot also correct for response from an unintended analyte as for example uh, an interference the analysis of reference samples helps guard against method errors or instrumental errors now the heading is indeterminate errors and the indeterminate errors are random in nature the second class of errors include the indeterminate errors often called accidental or random errors which represent the experimental uncertainty that occurs in any measurement these errors are revealed by small difference in successive measurements made by the same analyst under virtually identical conditions and they cannot be predicted or estimated these accidental errors will follow a random distribution therefore mathematical laws of probability can be applied to arrive at some conclusion regarding the most probable result of a series of measurement it is beyond the scope of this text to go into mathematical probability but we can say that indeterminate errors should follow a normal distribution curve or it is also called the gaussian curve if we find the gaussian curves then we'll see that one symbol is their sigma which represents the standard deviation of an infinite population of measurements and this measure of precision defines the spread of the normal population distribution it is apparent that there should be a few very large errors and that there should be an equal number of positive and negative errors indeterminate errors really originate in the limited ability of the analyst in control or make corrections for external conditions or the inability to recognize the appearance of factors that will result in errors some random errors stem from the intrinsic nature of things for example consider that a sample of the radio nucleide is taken 
the isotope is long lived and in a short time there will not be a perceptible change in its number but if a sufficient amount is taken then based on the half life you can expect a decay to occur every 60 seconds in reality they may not occur every 60 second but can fluctuate with an average of 60 second sometimes by changing conditions some unknown errors will disappear of course it will be impossible to eliminate all possible random errors in an experiment and the analyst must be content to minimize them to a tolerable or insignificant level now the heading is significant figures that means how many numbers do you need the weak link in the chain of any analysis is the measurement that can be made with the least accuracy or precision it is useless to extend an effort to make the other measurements of the analysis more accurately than this limiting measurement the number of significant figures can be defined as the number of digits necessary to express the results of a measurement consistent with the measured precision since there is uncertainty that means imprecision in any measurement of at least plus minus 1 in the last significant figure the number of significant figures include all of the digits that are known plus the first uncertain one the reported answers it generally does not make sense to include additional digits beyond the first uncertain one each digit denotes the actual quantity it specifies for example in the number 237 we have 200 tens and 7 units if this number is reported as a final answer it implies that the uncertainty lies in the unit digit as for example plus minus 1 that means here i can explain that if the number is 237 then due to the uncertainty of the last digit from the right side in this case 7 then this value will be in between 236 and 238 that means 237 plus minus 1 the 
डिजिट जीरो कैन बी ए सिग्निफिकेंट पार्ट ऑफ ए मेजरमेंट और इट कैन बी यूज मेयरली टू प्लेस द डेसिमल पॉइंट द नंबर ऑफ सिग्निफिकेंट फिगर्स इन ए मेजरमेंट इज इंडिपेंडेंट ऑफ द प्लेसमेंट ऑफ द डेसिमल पॉइंट टेक द नंबर नाइनटी टू थाउजेंड सिक्सटी सेवन दैट मीन्स नाइन टू जीरो सिग्निफिकेंट फिगर्स रिगार्डलेस ऑफ हायर द डेसिमल पॉइंट इज प्लेस्ड फॉर एग्जाम्पल इट मे बी नाइन्टी टू थाउजेंड और 9.2067 सेंटीमीटर और 0.92067 डेसीमीटर और इट मे बी 0.092067 मीटर In this case, it is found that due to the changing of the unit, the location of the decimal point is changed. But in all these cases, there are five significant figures, regardless of where the decimal point is placed. that means changing of the decimal points will not reflect in the significant figures of numbers the zero between the decimal points and the nine in the last number is used only to place the decimal points there is no doubt whether any zero that follows a decimal point is significant or is used to place the decimal points in the number you consider 727.0 in this case the zero is not used to locate the decimal point but is a significant part of the figure ambiguity can arise if a zero precedes a decimal point if it falls between two other non-zero integers then it will be significant such was the case with 92067 that means 92067 in the number 936600 it is impossible to determine whether one or both or neither of the zeros is used merely to place the decimal point or whether they are a part of the measurement it is based in case like this 
to write only the significant figures you are sure about and then to locate the decimal points by scientific notation thus 9.3660 multiplied 10 to the power 5 has a five significant figures but 936600 in this number it has six digits one to place the decimal sometimes the number may be written with a period at the end to denote all digits are significant as for example 936000 dot that means decimal point after the number one decimal point will be introduced to avoid ambiguity because in this particular case the significant figure is 6 numbers now the heading is absolute and relative uncertainty whenever a measurement or a result of a calculation is numerically represent it is implicit that the last digit of the number is uncertain to plus minus 1 when you say that the average width of the decks is 565.6 mm it is understood that the value can be between 565.5 to 565.7 mm here the uncertainty of the number also called the absolute uncertainty it is in the 10th digit that means 0.1 mm if we say that distance between seattle washington and arlington texas is 2.99 multiplied by 10 to the power 3 km then the uncertainty is in the 10th digit that means the absolute uncertainty is 10 km This number denotes a range between the 2980 to 3000 km. The relative uncertainty is the absolute uncertainty divided by the value of the number. So in the first case this is 0.1 divided by 565.6 or you can tell the one part in 5656 and in the second case it is 10 by 2.99 multiplied by 10 to the 3 or you can tell it one part in 299 
now the heading is propagation of uncertainties we carry out arithmetic operations like addition subtraction division multiplication and so forth with numbers much like a chain can be no stronger than its weakest link the result of such operation can be no more certain than the number with the greatest uncertainty involved in the calculations however in addition and subtraction the greatest absolute uncertainty is preserved the final result is no more certain than the number of the greatest absolute uncertainty if i have 56 quarters which means it may be in between 55 and 57 and you have 2300 pennies which means that in between 2299 to 2301 and we add our resource the net result cannot have the uncertainty less than a quarter on the other hand when we are driving from arlington texas to seattle washington and kevin was reading the odometer and said the distance was 2990 km read again 200 980 to 3000 relative uncertainty is one part in 299 and gary was keeping the time and said it took 27 hours that means which you can read by between 26 and 28 with relative uncertainty one part in 27 Now if you want to calculate the speed we will have to divide the distance traveled by the time and the final result can be no more accurate than the number of the greatest relative uncertainty and in this case is the one part in 27 that means in this case the greatest relative uncertainty is with the time now the heading is addition and subtraction in addition and subtraction the placement of the decimal point is important in determining how many figures will be significant suppose you wish to calculate the formula weight of ag2mno4 silver molybdate from the individual atomic weights where the atomic weights of silver is 107.870 amu and atomic weight of molybdenum 
is 95.94 amu and the atomic weight of oxygen atoms is 15.994 amu where amu means atomic mass unit note that the atomic weight of molybdenum is known only to the nearest 0.01 amu because the value has two numbers after decimal points while that of the silver and oxygen atoms are known to the 0.001 and 0.001 amu respectively we cannot justifiably say that we know the formula weight of a compound containing molybdenum to any closer than 0.01 atomic unit therefore the most accurately known value for the atomic weight of ag2mo o4 is 375.68 all numbers being added or subtracted can be rounded to the least significant unit before adding or subtraction but for consistency in the answer one additional figure should be carried out and then the answer rounded to one less figure now manipulation and division in all measurements the last reported digit is uncertain this is the last significant figure in the measurement that means any digits beyond it are meaningless the multiplication and division the uncertainty of this digit is carried through the mathematical operation thereby limiting the number of certain digits in the answer the final answer of a multiplication and division operation has the same relative uncertainty as the number with greatest relative uncertainty involved in the operation the answer should contain no more significant digits than a number involved in the operation which has the least number of significant digits if more than one number share the distinction of having the same least number of significant digits the number with the lowest magnitude has the greatest relative uncertainty and it governs the final result for example 0.0344 and 5.39 both have the same number of significant figures but in the 0.0344 has the greater relative uncertainty that means 1 in 
compared to the for the second case where the value is 5.39 in that case the relative uncertainty is 1 in 539 now we'll summarize the significant figures putting it all together summarizing the importance of significant figures there are two questions to ask first how accurately do you have to know a particular results if you only want to learn whether there is 12 or 13% of a substance in the sample then you need only make all required measurements to achieve a final error of plus minus 1% including in the case when the measurement includes multiple steps and operations if the sample weighs about 2 g there is no need to weigh it more precisely than to 0.1 g the second question is how accurately can you make each required measurements obviously if you can read the absorbance of light by a colored solution to only three figures as for example absorbance is 0.447 and it would be useless to weigh the sample to more than three figures as for example 6.67 g when a number in a measurement is small without regards to the decimal point compared to those of the other measurements there is some justification in making the measurements to one additional figure this can be visualized as follows suppose you wish to weigh two objects of essentially the same mass and you wish to weigh them with the same precision for example to the nearest 0.1 mg or one parts per thousand the first object weighs 99.8 mg but the second weighs is the 100.1 mg you have weighed both objects with equal accuracy but you have written an additional significant figure in one of them to keep the relative uncertainty of the same order This is related to keeping the last significant digit as a subscript when the final result has a smaller relative uncertainty than the number with the greatest relative uncertainty involved in the calculation. When the number with the greatest relative uncertainty in a series of measurements is known then the overall accuracy can be improved if desired either by making the number larger as for example by increasing the sample size or by making the measurement to an additional figure if possible as for example by owing more precisely to one additional significant figure this would be desirable when the number has greater relative uncertainty compared to those of the other measurements in order to bring its uncertainty closer to that of the others in carrying out analytical operations then you should try to measure quantities to the same absolute uncertainty when 
adding or subtracting subtracting and to the same relative uncertainty when multiplying or dividing if a computation involves both multiplication division and addition subtraction then the individual steps must be treated separately as good practice retain one extra figure in the intermediate calculation until the final result that means unless it drops out in a subsequent steps when a calculator is used all digits can be kept in the calculator until the end do not assume that the number spat out by a calculator is correct it is common to make mistake in entering numbers especially when you are in a hurry always try to estimate the size of the answer you expect if you expect 2% and you calculate 0.02% you probably forgot to multiply by 100 or if you expect 20% and the answer is 4.3 you probably made a calculation error or perhaps a measurement error always ask yourself does it make sense is this number reasonable now we'll discuss about logarithms i think mantissa m a n t i s s a to understand the mantissa we'll take on example suppose ph is equal to 2.70 we call these two the characteristics and the 70 that means after decimal point it is the mantissa in logarithms it is the number of significant figures in the mantissa that determines the number of significant figures in the final value zeros in mantissa count as significant figures so in changing from logarithms to anti anti logarithms and vice versa the number being operated on and the logarithm mantissa have the same number of significant figures all zeros in the mantissa are significant suppose for example we used to calculate the ph of a 2.0 multiplied by 10 to the minus 3 molar solution of hcl from ph is equal to minus log third bracket h plus third bracket close and then ph is equal to minus log 2.0 multiplied by 10 to the power minus 3 and ultimately final result is minus first bracket minus 3 plus 0.30 bracket close and then the final value is 2.70 here the minus 3 from the 10 to the minus 3 is the characteristics and a pure number determined by the position of the decimal 
0.30 is the mantissa from the logarithm of 2.0 and therefore has only two digits so even though we know the concentration to two figures the ph that means the logarithm has three figures if we wish to take the anti logarithm of a mantissa the corresponding number will likewise have the same number of digits as the mantissa the anti logarithm of 0.072 which contains three figures in mantissa 0.072 and so the anti logarithms of 0.072 is 1.18 and the logarithm of 12.1 is 1.083 here one is the characteristics and the mantissa has three digits and is 0.083 now rounding off here one rule is there always round to the even number if the last digit is a 5 if the digit following the last significant figure is greater than 5 the number is rounded up to the next higher digit if it is less than 5 the number is rounded to the present value of the last significant figure that means example if 9.47 then it will be written as 9.5 and when the value is the 9.43 then it will be written as 9.4 if the last digit is 5 then the number is rounded off to the nearest even digits as for example when the value is 8.65 then it will be 8.6 and when the value is 8.75 then it will be 8.8 and another value if it is 8.55 in that case the value will be 8.6 after rounding off so here one thing if you see that in case of the last digit 5 if before one even value is there so after rounding off that even value will written that means in case of 8.65 it will be 8.6 but when the last digit is 5 and before that one odd value is there then you have to add one with that add value to get the even value here that example is the 8.75 so here the last digit is 5 and before last digit the value is 7 so you have to add one with 7 to get 8 to get the even number so final value will be 8.75 8.75 
8.8 in this way we can round off the value this is based on the statistical prediction that there is an equal chance of the last significant figure before the 5 will be even or odd that is in a suitably large samplings there will be an equal number of even and odd digits preceding a 5 all non significant digits should be rounded off all at once the even number rules applies only when the digit dropped is exactly 5 not even 51 for example if you want four significant figures then 45.365 rounds to 45.36 whereas 45.3651 it should be rounded of the to the 45.37 now i'll describe the different ways of expressing accuracy there are various ways and units in which the accuracy of a measurement can be expressed in each case it is assumed that a true value is available for comparison now absolute errors the difference between the true value and the measured value with regards to the sign is called the absolute error and it is reported in the same units as the measurement if an analyst reports 2.62 g of copper as 2.51 g then the absolute error is 2.51 g minus 2.62 g and ultimately result will be minus 0.11 g if the measured value is the average of several measurements the error is called the mean error the mean error can also be calculated by taking the average difference with regards to sign of the individual test results from the true value now relative errors the absolute or mean error expressed as a percentage of the true value is the relative error the above analysis that means whichever i described in case of absolute errors regarding the weight of copper in that case the relative error is of minus 0.11 divided by 2.62 and whole multiplied by 100% and then its result will be minus 4.2% here one thing we have to remember that for absolute error 
During the measurement of copper, we found the absolute error is minus 0.11, and that measurement value for the weight of the copper was 2.62, and that calculation is taken here to calculate the relative error. The relative accuracy is the measured value or mean expressed as a percentage of the true value. The above analysis has a relative accuracy of 2.51 divided by 2.62 it will be in first bracket and whole multiplied by 100% then ultimately this relative accuracy will be 95.8% we should emphasize that more often than not neither number is known to be true and the relative error or accuracy is based on the mean of two sets of measurements that the true value is true is an assumption unless that value is a certified value in a reference standard relative error can be expressed in units other than percentage in very accurate work we are usually dealing with relative errors of much less than 1% and it is convenient to use a similar unit a 1% error is equivalent to one part in 100 it is also equivalent to 10 parts in 1000 this latter unit is commonly used for expressing small uncertainties which is called the parts per 1000 the number 0.11 expressed as parts per 1000 of the number 2.62 would be 0.11 parts per 2.62 or 42 parts per 1000 parts per 1000 is often used in expressing precision of measurement for even smaller relative amounts that means parts per million which is called the 1 ppm this is equal to 1 parts in 1 million and even parts per billion that units also commonly used parts per billion which in short is the ppb 1 ppb means 1 parts in 1 billion now i'll describe about the standard deviation and it is the most important statistics each set of analytical results should be accompanied by an indication of the precision of the analysis various ways of indicating precision are acceptable the standard deviation sigma of an infinite set of experimental data is theoretically given by sigma is equal to 
होल रूट स्क्वायर समेशन एक्स आई म्यू एक्स आई माइनस म्यू टू दावर स्क्वायर डिवाइडेड बाई एन एंड होल दिस विद इन द स्क्वायर रूट एम रिपीटिंग वन सेकेंड द इक्वेशन सिग्मा इज इक्वल टू होल रूट स्क्वायर समेशन फर्स्ट ब्रैकेट एक्स आई माइनस म्यू फर्स्ट ब्रैकेट क्लोज टू दावर स्क्वायर एंड डिवाइडेड बाई कैपिटल एन फायर दैट एक्स आई स्मॉल एक्स सब्सक्रिप्ट स्मॉल आई रिप्रेजेंट्स द इंडिविजुअल मेजरमेंट्स एंड म्यू रिप्रेजेंट्स द मीन ऑफ एंड इनफाइनाइट नंबर ऑफ मेजरमेंट्स हुई will represent the true value this equation holds strictly only as capital n tends to infinity where this capital n is the number of measurements in practice we must calculate the individual deviations from the mean of a limited number of measurements which is denoted by small x bar and in which it is anticipated that this x bar is tends to mu that means this x bar is tends to the true value as capital n tends to the infinity although we have no assurance this will be so so x bar is given by whole summation xi by n for a set of n measurements there are n which is independently variable in deviation from some reference number but if the reference number chosen is the estimated mean x bar the sum of the individual deviations with retaining signs must necessarily add up to zero and so values of in minus 1 deviations are adequate to define the nth value that is there are only in minus 1 independent deviations from the mean when in minus 1 values have been selected the last is predetermined we have in effect used one degree of freedom of the data in calculating the mean leaving n minus 1 degrees of freedom for calculating the precision as a result the estimated standard deviation s generally small s of a finite set of experimental data where generally n that means number of experiment is less than 30 in that case it is more nearly approximation sigma if n minus 1 the number of degrees of freedom and it is substituted for n first bracket n minus 1 first bracket close adjust for the difference between x bar and mu in that case the standard deviation 
will be denoted by small s we have to remember in this case the number of experiment capital n is less than 30 so in this case the standard deviation s is equal to whole root square summation first bracket xi minus x bar first bracket close square divided by n minus 1 the value of s is only an estimate of sigma and it will more nearly approach sigma as the number of measurements increase since we deal with small numbers of measurements in an analysis the precision is approximately represented by small s the standard deviation may be calculated also using the another equivalent equation that equation is s is equal to whole root square summation x i square minus first bracket summation x i first bracket close to the power square divided by n and whole divided by n minus 1 this is useful for computation with a calculator many calculator in fact have a standard deviation program that automatically calculates the standard deviation from entered individual data all spreadsheets can calculate the mean and standard deviations of a row or column of entered data microsoft excel use the respective function average a b e r a g and standard deviation stdev the standard deviation calculations considered so far is an estimate of the probable error of a single measurement the arithmetical mean of a series of n measurements taken from an infinite population will show less scatter from the true value than will an individual observation the scatter will decrease as n is increased as the number n gets very large the sample average will approach the population average mu and the scatter approach zero the arithmetical mean derived from n measurements can be shown to be root square n times more reliable than a single measurement hence the random error in the mean of a series of four observations is one half that of a single observation in other words the precision of the mean of a series of n measurements is inversely proportional to the square root of n of the deviation of the individual values thus standard deviation of the mean is denoted by small s subscript mean is equal to s by root square n the standard deviation of the mean is sometimes referred to as the standard error the standard deviation is sometimes expressed as the relative standard deviation which is called in short rsd and it is just the standard deviation expressed as a fraction of the mean 
usually it is given as the percentage of the mean which is called the percent rst and it is often called the coefficient of variation the precision of a measurement can be improved by increasing the number of observations in other words the spread plus minus s of the normal curve becomes smaller as the number of observation is increased and would approach zero as the number of observation approximately infinity however you can see the deviation of the mean does not decrease in direct proportion to the number of observation but instead it decreases as the square root of the number of observations a point would be reached where a slight increase in precision will require an unjustifiably large numbers in the number of observations for example to decrease the standard deviation by a factor of 10 requires 100 times as many observation The practical limit of useful replication is reached when the standard deviation of the random errors is comparable to the magnitude of the determinate or systematic errors. Unless of course this can be identified and corrected for. This is because the systematic errors in the determination cannot be removed by replication. The significance of s in relation to the normal distribution curve if you see then you can see the mathematical treatment from which the curve was derived reveals that the 68% of the individual deviation fall within one standard deviation for an infinite population and from the mean 95% are less than twice the standard deviation and 99% are less than that 2.5 times the standard deviation so a good approximation is that 68% of the individual values will fall within the range x bar plus minus s and 95% will fall within x bar plus minus 2s and 99% will fall within x bar plus minus 2.5s where this small s is the standard deviation and so on actually this percentage ranges are derived assuming an infinite number of measurements there are then two reasons why the analyst cannot be 95% certain that the true value falls within x bar plus minus 2s first one makes a limited number of measurements and the fewer the measurements the less certain one will be and second the normal distribution curve assumes no determinate errors but only random errors determinate errors in effect shift the normal error curves from the true value an estimate of the actual certainty a number falls within s can be obtained from a calculation of the confidence limit it is apparent that there are a variety of ways in which the precision of a number can be reported 
whenever a number is reported as x bar plus minus y you should always qualify under what conditions this holds and that is how you arrived at plus minus y it may for example represent s 2s s min or the coefficient of variation a term that is sometimes useful in statistics is the variance this is the square of the standard deviation that means s square now propagation of errors it is not just additives while discussing the significant figures earlier we stated that the relative uncertainty in the answer to a multiplication or division operation would be no better than the relative uncertainty in the operator that had the poorest relative uncertainty also the absolute uncertainty in the answer of an addition or subtraction could be no better than the absolute uncertainty in the number with the largest absolute uncertainty without specific knowledge of the uncertainty we assume an uncertainty of at least plus minus 1 in the last digit of each number from a knowledge of the uncertainties in each number it is possible to estimate the actual uncertainty in the answer the errors in the individual numbers will propagate throughout a series of calculations in either a relative or an absolute fashion depending on whether the operation is a multiplication division or whether it is an addition subtraction there are some calculations in this book ideal chemistry written by the gd christian it is a seventh edition if you are more interested look into this calculation then you can find it in this book and with this this is the end of describing the chapter 3 which is based on the statistics how to use in the ideal chemistry thank you so much for listening this podcast Thank you.